Hey everybody and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and I have missed you. Uh, over the last couple weeks, we, uh, we kind of unplugged and took a little bit of a break. And I want to say thank you to those who texted and, and emailed and called and said, Hey, what's going on with the podcast? Uh, sorry if you didn't get the notice, but uh, August was just so full of life. Uh, some vacation, some other study projects that it, it left me kind of with my head just barely above the water. And so we thought it'd be wise to just slow things down. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to some of our, our rebroadcast of the Ancient Ways for Modern Day podcast when it wasn't simply a, a daily devotion, but we actually had an extended conversation. And hopefully that was meaningful to you and it encouraged you in your resolution and your resolve to follow the Lord. But now... Now we are back. It is September and we are back to our regular programming, which means we're back in John chapter 19, looking at the story of Jesus as described by the evangelist John. And remember, John is writing with a very clear purpose in mind. He wants to uh, convince us to believe that Jesus is, in fact, the Christ, the Son of God, and that we would believe and in believing in his name, we would have life. So that's really John's goal. And in John chapter 19, this is the heavy part of our story. This is where we actually, we pick right back up with Jesus in his crucifixion. If you want to turn with me, John chapter 19, we are in verse 16 to begin. And here's how the text reads. Speaking of Pilate, it says, So he delivered him, Jesus, over to them, the Jews, to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out bearing his own cross to a place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Now, if you read the Synoptic Gospels, if you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're they're very similar, and they're telling the story, and they have different kind of purposes baked into it, all of them talking about Christ. But what you'll find is there is someone helping Jesus carry the cross. And sometimes people read this and they say, wait, there is a discrepancy. Maybe Jesus' gospel is not a true story. Look at this guy. He's got a different story. Well, likely what's going on here is John is describing the beginning of Jesus' actions. John's goal isn't to describe everything. He just says, look, Jesus, he began by carrying the cross. He doesn't say that no one else helped him in no other way, but but rather we just have this, this initial impression. So here's what we have. Verse 18. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place was where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. Multiple languages writing about Jesus as the King of the Jews. Well, the the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Now, this is is a heavy story. But in this story, I, I, I just want to take a moment and recognize some of the dynamics of the text and also recognize the hope that is built into this text. The first dynamic I want us to see is Jesus is being crucified because he is a rebel insurgent. He is claiming to be king of the Jews rather than bowing before Caesar. He is taking on this posture, and this is at least the accusation leveled against him. And this is what is written. This is the inscription written above him. Jesus, king of the Jews. 
Uh, the religious leaders, they do not like this at all. They want this to be, oh, he said he was, but rather, Pilate, he says, what I have written, I have written. This is it. This is, this is the, the reason. But I also want us to see that this was written in Aramaic and Latin and in Greek. Multiple languages were used to describe Jesus here. And I don't want to make too much of this, but I also don't want to miss the significance here because Jesus is the King of the Jews and this is described in multiple languages so that multiple people would know about Jesus and his kingship. I would argue this is actually a seed of the call to spread the gospels to all of the nations. This slight reference to Jesus in the inscription hung above him in multiple languages, it reminds us that, yes, Jesus is in fact the king of the Jews, but he is also king of kings and lord of lords. That in Jesus, in his crucifixion, he not only is paying the price for the believing Jew who trusts in Christ and his death and resurrection, but his blood is good enough for those who are Gentiles. Those who have yet to trust in Christ for Latin and Greek, this gospel is a gospel of good news for everyone, for you and for me. I, I want us to remember here in Jesus' crucifixion that he is dying. He, he is dying. We're going to see him breathe his last, and yet this is the most significant death in all of human history. This is Jesus' death on behalf of those who trust in him. Remember John's point. Remember the whole purpose of John's gospel, that you would believe in Jesus and that by believing in him, you would have life in his name. Let's remember this. Let's be those who trust in Christ, in his sacrifice on our behalf. And let's be those who call out to others to do the exact same thing. Jesus died for us. And this truth is the foundation of all of, all of our truths, and this is our ancient way for our modern day.